and welcome to the special retrospective episode of the BCN and Friends podcast. Today, we are joined by Janie Shoemaker, Executive Director of the BCEN, Bridget Flood, Director of Strategy and Operations for the BCEN, and Mark Eggers, Manager of Educational Technology for the BCEN. And we're really excited today to take a look back at the new friends and engaging conversations that we've had over this past season. Janie, Bridget, and Mark, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks, Sean. Hey, so guys, we're going to dive right in and, and I'm going to start with Janie and, and, and just ask you um, with this first question is, what attracted you to the idea of doing a podcast? Well, Sean, thank you for the question. I, I have thought a lot about this um, and, you know, I, I'm not a big, I wasn't a big podcast person before we started doing this, but I've certainly gotten more that way and find them just to be so uh, entertaining and and educational. But what really got me this year uh, wanting to get excited about these podcasts is what happened in 2020 with this whole pandemic and um, the ability not to see people. Um, It's really difficult not to be able to see people in person Um, You know, before this happened, we were somewhere every week. We were visiting hospitals. We were seeing our nurses in action. We were at conferences. We were at meetings. And so I just felt a little bit disconnected from those fine people. And I felt like this podcast was another way to remain connected um, and provide some inspiration, some learning for people, and hopefully some laughs for people. And so that's what really got me excited about the podcast was just this whole feeling of isolation in 2020. And how could we bridge that gap with um, the people that are so important to BCEN, those people that are nurse leaders, nurses on the front lines, uh, and anybody else who happens to listen, how could we bridge that gap? And so that's what excited me. um, And I'm so glad we did this. I love that sentiment and that idea almost that in in this time of separation that the BCN and Friends podcast potentially becomes that third place, right? Where where the BCN and, and their audience can meet and 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 share and 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 learn interesting new ideas. Um Bridget, you were the first solo host on our very first episode with Chris Clues. And I have to know, what was that like for you? And how did that first episode set the stage for how you approach the podcast for the rest of the season? It's also a great question, Sean. Um, I actually have been a listener of podcasts. I love podcasts. So I was really excited to host the podcast. And there is a difference being from a listener to a host. And starting out with Chris Clues, I think was a great way to set this stage. It's just a fascinating topic of, you know, how do, what do 80s have to do with us today? And what can we learn from them? Um, But it was a great topic to start with as a host. Um, One, I love the 80s. So that was familiar to me. Chris was wonderful, Um, but I learned a lot. And um, I learned to be more conversational as I went along. Um, So yeah, it it was, the whole experience um, was great and is great. And I'm really glad to be part of it. 
you know, Bridget, I, I love that part of being con that you said about being conversational. And I think we hear one of our co-hosts in the background, our co-producers. So um, <laughs> we're doing this real time, folks. And so we may hear some uh, co-producers in the background. But I love that part of being conversational because I think that this really was a, a dialogue. And, and I think that really, you know, as someone who got to be a fly on the wall for all of the discussions this season, I was really struck about how much of the season was really a love letter to the emergency nursing profession and to nurses writ large. And I'm kind of curious, and did did you feel the same way about that? And, and, and how much did that surprise you or what surprised you the most about that? Um, you know, Sean, that's a lovely way to put that. I, you know, I think my intent was to provide you know, content that was enjoyable and valuable and people would find interesting um, and to add to their lives. But I love the fact, you know, looking at it in retrospect, it, it really is a nice love letter um, to our profession. So I don't think I started out that way, but I think we ended up that way. I, lo I love that you feel that way. And, and Mark, how about you? You know, I got to agree with everybody as far as uh, I like the way you put it as a love letter because that really shows it a visual. You know, you notice as we have every presenter or speaker come on, they seem to feel that we were doing them a favor by having them come on. They were very taken and very humbled to be on a show to talk to the nurses and that. And each one of them, as you listen to our podcast, couldn't say enough about nurses. That was one of the first things they always wanted to say even before they began their presentation. So uh, yeah, a love letter is a perfect way of saying it. You know, Mark, I, I really, I think you're right. And I do think that everyone came with this tremendous sense of gratitude for, for being invited. Hey, Janie, what are your, what are your thoughts about that? Sean, I think it was, I definitely think it was turned out to be a love letter to our nurses. Um, and, and I didn't know it was gonna be that. Um, it was, as Mark said, just awesome to hear each one of our guests, um, our guests on the podcast wanted to make sure that they thanked our nurses um, and, and talked about how valuable they are. And they are valuable. And since I'm a nurse, I've always known how valuable nurses are and have always been really passionate about supporting and lifting nurses up. So I do think this turned out to be a really great tribute to them. I, I think that... Uh you all have some great perspective of that. And I, I'm glad you all feel that way about um, all of the folks that came on to the, the, the series this year. So Mark, I wanna turn to you. Um, I know that you're the manager of learning technologies and obviously it's been a big fall for the BCEN in terms of um, what you have launched around learning and the podcast is part of that. Um, so what I would, I'm really curious about is what would you say to our audience about the importance of the podcast and the story that the BCN is telling in terms of lifelong learning? You know, thanks for that question. I appreciate that. You know, and I thought about that. And, uh, you know, I look at the podcast as another way for BCEN to tell the lifelong learning story. We show it on our web pages. We also on our email communications. But this is another way to hear about it from BCEN and friends. During the course of this podcast season, we heard from so many people how important lifelong learning is and the possibilities of where it can take you. As people listen to the podcast, I think this will resonate with many of our listeners 
and affirmed to them that lifelong learning is a journey traveled throughout all of life. You know what? I love that answer, Mark. And, and it's interesting because you talked about the variety of our guests this season. And, and you know what? We covered a lot of ground and some of that was fun and some of it was serious. And so, Bridget, I, I want to start with you and, and ask, were there any standout moments or nuggets of wisdom that you walked away from the season with? And, and you know, I'm going to start with you, Bridget, and then we'll check in with Janie and Mark as well. Yeah, um, of course, I, with every BCN friend that we had on the show, there was absolutely something I personally took away from it. And I think um, different listeners will take different um, meaning away as well. But I'm going to start at the top and say, how can you not love your first baby? Um, and that's Chris Clues um, with the 80s and just, again, a great way to kick off the season. Um, but the thing I took out of there was um, the breakfast club in teams. And so oftentimes we don't get to pick who the people are on our teams, just like those kids sitting in the library. Um, and yet, even though you didn't get to pick them, you can consolidate and become a team and really accomplish things. And I just thought that was just a beautiful analogy. So that was Chris. And then when we talked with um, Kate Hickson, talking about um, exceptional performers via her story from NASA, um, I really loved um, the crushing model and what learning what exceptional performers do. And then, you know, personally, I just love that she tried on an astronaut suit. I just thought that was the coolest thing. Um, and with Sean Cavanaugh, you know, I really learned that you have to learn from your mistakes and try not to be defined by a label. And so he took one of the worst accidents of his life and really turned it around. That was pretty phenomenal for me. Moving on, um, Kurt Steinhorst, I thought was fascinatingly interesting because, you know, how do we stay focused in a highly connected world? And I think it's something everybody is struggling with. Um, what I found, the nugget I took from that was, it's scientifically impossible to really multitask. It's just impossible. And in fact, you might be losing productivity. And I found that's something I'm focusing on now of trying to like be there when I'm there um, and not doing eight other things because maybe I'm not doing anything well. And then I'm gonna move along to um, Alex Draper and he talks about you know leadership. And I really learned from that conversation that there is a huge difference between a manager and the leader. And while we might not all have people reporting to us, we all can be leaders in different areas of our life or our work. Um, and you know, the four things that help you become a great leader, which was that CARE acronym, which was great. But the real meaningful part for me was 
that everyone wants something more than the job itself. And understanding what that is becomes really crucial to helping that person um, and treating people the way they want to be treated. So if somebody's really open, you can ask them more things. If somebody wants not to share personal things, be respectful and treat them accordingly. But I, I learned a lot and I could probably keep learning in that area forever with him. Then we touched on um, some serious topics of depression and suicide. And that those were with Jeff Patterson and um, Johnny Boucher. And both are doing wonderful things in that area. And they're doing it in a slightly different, well, not slightly, in very different ways. And so with Jeff, he's using technology. And I thought this was amazing. He's using technology to identify students who are at high risk for depression or suicide and intervening very quickly. And that's a hard group of people to get to talk to you about what's really happening with them. And so I thought that was brilliant with what he was doing um, to help that group of people identify and intervene. And then, you know, his advice, I remember distinctly of saying, you know, how do you get someone that age to tell you what's going on? And he talked about asking about their friends first. And I, I distinctly remember that. And then with Johnny, um, who's just his dynamic personality, is also doing something amazing. And it's meeting people who are having um, depression or suicidal thoughts, meeting them where they're at. So he's training bartenders to be able to have these conversations with people who are going into bars. Well, that's where depressed people go, to have a drink, drown out their sorrows. And I thought that was just brilliant. And so he's showing up in places of, you know, fairs and music venues um, and training people to be there when that person needs you. Just brilliant. And I love what he's doing. Um, and then um, I think the last topic we talked about was lifelong learning. And there were two um, friends that we had there. First one was Ken um, Dion, and the second one was Doug Harward. And so with Ken, you know, I just found his background extremely fascinating. He was a nurse and then started off on this whole um, technology career, but never gave up his passion for healthcare, created a couple companies um, that helped healthcare um, improve. And, you know, he talked about, you know, with lifelong learning was to be open to the opportunities as they came across your path and be open to learning from all kinds of people and don't necessarily stay on the path you prescribed to yourself 10 years ago. I thought that was kind of brilliant. And, um, the other thing that I, I just loved what he said was, you know, oftentimes in healthcare, people are making decisions of how things should be done in the hospital. 
and they really have no idea what impact that has on the people that are actually having to do it. And so we've all heard that saying, you know, make sure you're invited to the table so you can be there when these decisions are made. But he said it slightly differently. He said, bring your chair to the table and just sit down. And I thought, oh, that's right. Don't wait to be invited. Just show up or just tell somebody you're coming. And I thought that was, that was a real nugget for me. So Jamie, if I just show up at one of your meetings, that's why. Um, and then with Doug, you know, his whole life has been around learning. You know, that's where his passion is. And, um, you know, his wife uh, was a nurse. But when we talked about like, why do people wanna be lifelong learners? I think he described it so well for me. And that was, we wanna be the best at what we do. I think that describes our nurses who wanna be certified, our certified nurses. We all wanna be the best at what we're doing. And because things change, you just have to keep abreast with what's going on. And then the more you learn, the more you realize there's even more to learn. And that sets up your lifelong learning. So those were some of the things um, that I took away from this past season. Well, so first of all, Bridget, thank you for that walking tour of our season and, and all of our our friends. I think, you know, what's really interesting and I will connect into this and then ask JD and Mark to reflect, you know, our, our final guest of the season, Mike Mooney, who talked about reputation. And when you think about lifelong learning and how, what you guys do in terms of credentialing really ties into reputation. And so maybe JD, I'll, I'm going to tee that one up for you and Mark to maybe jump in and talk about uh, Mike a little bit and how, you know, we came full circle to, what is reputation and why is learning important and how does that play into credentialing? Yeah, great. Thanks, Sean. Um, I will say before I jump into Mike Mooney, who is certainly an awesome guy, I just have to say that I have to give a plug for Chris Clues um, because in the podcast, he mentions one of the most underrated 80s movies as being Vision Quest. And I think he's absolutely right. And it's one of my husband's favorite movies. And so that movie is frequently on. And if you don't like the movie, you'll certainly like the music if you grew up in the 80s like I did. Um, and I'd also like to say, um, listening to Kate Hickson's new podcast that she's launched, I just, I feel like I can get up and knock a mountain over listening to that woman. Um, but on to Mike Mooney. He was also a really great guest. Um, because he did talk to us about our personal brand and our reputation and how important that is. And, and literally every day as we walk around, we are building that brand and reputation. Um, and people may not be uh, thinking about that. And, you know, it's so important to, to, to be aware of where you want to be and where you want to go. Um, you know, and as you go about your daily work, if you've got your eye on, on a promotion in the, in the, if that's one of your goals, a promotion, or you want to get picked for a special assignment, you want to be invited to the table, or maybe as Bridget's pointed out, you can just bring your chair. Um, but all that falls back on, you know, how are you managing your reputation? How do other people see you? What's going on um, with that? And so I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated by Mike Mooney's um, work that he does. Um, 
Uh, we also got to see him in his office. He has the, the best Zoom background ever. Um, and uh, he is just a really uh, neat individual and, and uh, we're looking forward to um, hearing from him again soon. He's actually gonna be doing a webinar in January for, for the BCEN and uh, as is Alex Draper. Um, and we'll be hitting up some of these other guests that we've had on the list. But I have to say, it's just been so amazing meeting all of these wonderful people that are so doggone smart. I have learned so much from each one of them. Um, Mark, what do you think? And, uh, first of all, both of you, Janie and Bridget did a great job of walking through it. I mean, and just had a few more things to it is, from my perspective, each one was unique. There was no duplications. Each one stood on its own. Each one brought a message. I mean, so each one was as valuable as the other one. One that stood out for me, though, that's near and dear to my heart was Johnny Boucher, the founder of Hope for the Day and the work he's doing empowering the conversations surrounding mental health, education, suicide prevention. You know, it's something that's not talked about enough, and he's doing a great job at area. I'd like to see more awareness. So that was near and dear to my heart, that one. We talk about uh, Mike Mooney as far as reputation and brand. And after hearing him, you think about yourself sometimes in a different way. You yourself are a brand. You yourself have your reputation. So you're, you're a walking entity or a walking brand. So and as both of you said, each one brought something. As Bridget was going through it now, I just thought about different things. And right. So, and this isn't to put a, a plug in for it, but each podcast was so valuable and brought so much information especially in the emergency nursing world, I recommend each one highly. So it was great. And, and Mark, I appreciate that. And, 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 and I think you all, again, it's so neat to hear your reflections. I'm going to go back to our first episode and, and just say that the one, one of the things that really stuck with me was uh, Chris's story about Prince and Suzanne Vega and the, um, uh, and the impact of <clears throat> expressing gratitude and thanks and recognition, um, which I think was just such a great lesson and is part of what you do at the BCN so well. Um, so, hey, I know there was one guest that we could not get this season and, and Bridget, I'm gonna ask if you can share who that was and why you wanted to have them as a guest. Yes, that guest that I wanted was Dr. Fauci. And I wanted Dr. Fauci because, you know, with the coronavirus and the pandemic, Dr. Fauci shows up and he's sitting on um, the advisory councils and he's talking and it dawns on me, this is the same man that I saw back in the Reagan years with the HIV AIDS pandemic, when no one knew what it was, how you got it, um, where you got it, and could, could you cure it? And there were a lot of rumors and um, false things going on around that pandemic. And he methodically and very carefully just slowly chipped away at what AIDS was and what AIDS wasn't and how we were gonna get out of it. And then they see him again and he's doing the exact same thing with the coronavirus and I thought, what a fascinating man to be able to work on things in such a methodical way in the situations that maybe you wanna get your feathers ruffled a little bit and get emotional 
And yet he knows better not to do that. And he changes hearts and minds along the way. So I absolutely would love to talk to him. And if anybody out there knows him, could you put in a plug for us? Because I'd love to talk to that man. I say that we make a run at getting him in the next season. So, and and, and I agree, he would be really fascinating. Um, so, uh, Janie, Mark, and Bridget, this is a time that we love in every one of our podcasts. And every time we have a new friend on, you guys promise them that this is going to be easy. So you're on the other side of rapid fire questions. Right. Um, so, um, hey, we're going to, we have a few and, and I just want to check in and say, are you guys ready for rapid fire questions? I am. Okay. It looks like everybody uh. is. Um, so I'm, I first question for each of you, what has been your favorite part of creating this podcast? Um, I'm going to go with Mark first. Excellent. My favorite part, got a shower dad is just meeting all these people and all the stuff, all the different walks of life, all the things they bring to the table. And just, I went away a better person after each one. I love that. Janie, how about yourself? Um, my favorite part of creating this podcast has been to watch my colleague Bridget Flood be so uh, excited and, and, and um, enthusiastic about this. This is something new that Bridget has been doing, and she clearly has had a really good time with it. It has been so fun to watch Bridget have fun because um, uh, it's just neat to see Bridget works on a lot of very serious things at BCEN. She makes things happen but some of those things aren't always fun. And I have just enjoyed watching my colleague have a good time. That's been my absolute favorite part. I love that answer too. Um, hey, Bridget, how about you? Um, yeah, that was a great answer, Janie, <laughs> because I am having fun. Um, I, I have to go with Mark and just say, you know, it's our guests, it's our BCN friends. That, um, that was really valuable to me. Excellent. Um, hey, JD, I'm going to start with you on this question and just say, hey, as you look forward to season two of the podcast, what are you most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to meeting some more really exceptional people because <clears throat> we certainly did that in season one. And season two is going to be more of that. And I can't tell you how much more enriched I personally am, having got to meet um, all these wonderful people. So that's what I'm looking forward to in season two uh, the most. And I'm looking forward to watching Bridget still have some fun, but I love meeting these new people. It's great. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, Bridget, how about you? What are you looking forward most to in season two? Uh, short answer here, more friends, more fun. I think more friends, more fun sounds like a great theme for 2021 in general. So I'm going to take that answer. And hey, Mark, what are you looking forward to in season two? Well, you know, season one set the bar really high. So it's going to be great in season two. It's like another chapter of the book. You can't put it down. I can't wait to read the next one. And I want to see Bridget even more fun. This is this is <laughs> exciting. This, this is great. So. It's uh, going to not be fun if you put all this pressure on me to have fun. <laughs> I'm sure it'll still be fun. Um, so one of the questions that we ask every one of our friends and it has been, what is your favorite book on leadership? And so 
Um, Bridget, I'm going to start with you and say, ask you, what is your favorite book on leadership? Okay, I'm going to give you two answers. One is if I go down the traditional leadership book route, you know, I would say anything written by Malcolm Gladwell. I love his storytelling, you know, Blink, The Tipping Point. Um, I, I respond very well to it. So that's my first answer. But if I really think about my most favorite book on leadership, it's an adventure book. And um, it's Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage by Alfred Lansing. And I read it years ago and I've read it several times since then. And it is a great adventure story about a man um, who goes on a voyage to be the first to sail through the South Pole. And it's a great story from that standpoint. But early on in uh, his voyage and his expedition, they get ice locked and they are stuck. And it's way before, you know, like, you know, phones that really work, much less cell phones. And um, it really is a story about leadership and how this man helped his team survive in a climate that's almost unsurvivable. And this is way before Gore-Tex and any of that. Um, and then when he decides nobody's going to be looking for them because they'll be assumed dead at this point. And he's got to build a raft out of wooden planks and sail through these seas to the other side. And the decisions he makes are truly amazing because he's got to take the most able-bodied men that he thinks can make this voyage with him. But he also makes a decision of, I have to take this other person with me because he'll bring down the morale of the people I leave behind. And I have oh, to wow. give them the best chance of survival. And so as you read this book, it's just watching him make these decisions and truly be a leader. And the outcome is amazing. And so that is my book on leadership. I love that answer. Hey, Mark, how about yourself? Well, you know, I've been asked this question many times and thought of many things, but I always go back to this one book that I love, and it's called First Break All the Rules by Marcus Buckingham It's from 1999. It's still one of my all-time favorite leadership books. It's one I recommend to anyone in leadership, and after you read it, it gives you a different view of how leadership goes and really makes you think. It's one of those kind of books you think about after the fact for quite a few days, quite a few months. I, I think that's a great uh, great one as well. And, and Janie, how about yourself? Well, Sean, I um, love to read and this is really hard for me to pick just one, um, but I'm a huge John Maxwell fan. So I would have to say <clears throat> the five levels of leadership or something that um, I've read three or four times. I've read every, about everything else John Maxwell has written, but the five levels of leadership was a huge eye opener for me. Um, and I hope someday that I can get to level five. I'm not there yet, but um, I, that's what I work on every day. And then if I had to, I would be so remiss if I said the QBQ exclamation point, the question behind the question, that is also something that I think every leader and everybody who is in any other role, besides the formal leader, whether that be informal or whatever you're doing should read that book. So uh, that is a book about personal accountability and taking ownership for yourself 
um, and not being a victim. So those are my two. I could not just pick one. I had to have those are both tied together for me. So those sound like some great additions to the reading list that we've been curating all season. Um, and I, if I could, will just add um, one for your consideration, which is, um, it is a book called Harold and the Purple Crayon, which is a kid's book. But for me, I look at that as one of the best books about innovation and imagination. And I would just humbly submit that to you for consideration on your reading list. Accepted. Um, excellent. I, I read Harold and the Purple Crayon, and uh, they also um, used to make some uh, cartoons out of it. And it, 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 I agree with you, Sean. It's it's a uh, it's a great story. It absolutely it is. Um, hey, so last rapid fire question, and JD, I'm going to ask this one to you, which is, um, as we wrap this season, do you have any final thoughts for our audience? I do, Sean. Thank you for asking. I um, really am excited that you're connected with us and you're listening uh, to these podcasts. Um, we hope we can hear from you. We'd love to know if you've got ideas for future podcasts. And we, I would just like to leave our audience with the thought of, um, I know days are tough, days are long. Um, you are loved, you are valued. Um, keep your chins up and take care of yourselves. JD, that is such an amazing wrap up to our season. And I would just like to thank um, you, Mark and Bridget for being amazing co-creators this season. It has been so much fun to be part of producing the podcast. And I would like to thank our listeners um, for being part of this journey. I hope that all of you have learned something new, that you have been as enriched by these conversations that we have had over the season as, as we have, and that you will continue to tune in as we move forward with this series and look to bring um, fresh and impactful content and perspectives. Um, if any of you have a suggestion for one of our episode topics, please, please email bcen at bcn.org. And on behalf of the BCN team, we want to thank you. We celebrate you for all that you're doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. And until next time.